Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Potter Than Hellions. Welcome. Damn, wrong podcast. Hey, this is Steve from the Potter Than Hell podcast. Welcome to the show. This is the Shout It All Out cast. But before we get going, I want to ask my guy something. BC, are you feeling low with no place to go? Yeah, and I'm thinking I'm going to scream. Hey, BB, do you recall Days in the City? Yeah, and I think back, oh, what a pity. And hey, Dylan, do you feel uptight on a Saturday night? Yeah, man, my heater's broken. I am so tired. Well, I'm going to throw another log on the fireplace and listen to the Shout It Out Loud cast. Oh, yeah. Steve, stand by my side, and I'll be next to you. Oh, God. Shut the fuck up, BC. What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 93. Real Kiss Alive 7. Tom, we haven't done seven of these. We just started at three. Now we're up to seven. Correct. We haven't done one of these in a long time. Yeah. Uh, These are always a good time for sure. Kiss Alive 7. Yes. That means there's only one. I was going to say, there's only only one left. That's right. That's right. We'll we'll get into those details as we we talk about what exactly Kiss Alive 7 means. And uh, how's it going over there in New Hampshire? Wonderful. Oh, it's fall. It's beautiful. Whatever. Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How Um, about you? What about about you, Booger? I've been combing the high schools all day. (laughs) Um, Excited for the... uh, Debate that didn't happen, and uh, we're gonna miss a couple of uh town halls tonight, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm it's okay, that's what Twitter is for. <laughs> Trump, the con man, it's sleepy Joe Biden, sleepy Joe Dude, Biden. Trump runs his presidency like we were in college with nicknames for everybody, exactly. oh, okay? Pandemic Paul. That's pretty much it. If 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 Trump had a podcast, it'd be like, oh yeah, okay there, sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> okay, germaphobe Gene. Exactly. <laughs> Settle down. Um, sir, 
why aren't you wearing your mask? Oh, okay, pandemic Paul. <laughs> oh, we'll get we'll get we'll get to him tonight like we do every week. Pandemic Paul. He's oh. so handsome these days. Oh. Um showing anyway. Off, showing off his guns. Yeah. <laughs> Sons oh. out, guns out with Paul. Oh. Um uh, what's going on over in uh, last week's episode? We got to do uh, our feedback, right? Yeah, we got. So we got our last week's episode. We had our buddy Sonny, who celebrated a birthday this week. Happy birthday to our friend Sonny Hollywood! Yes, yes. So last year, I think he went to Vegas. He had his big fiftieth birthday party. Yep. This year, he brought us all Corona. Yep. Thanks, Sonny. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, last week we talked about the passing of uh, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, we kind of gave a tribute to him. We talked about the connections with Kiss, Gene Simmons, the demos, yep. uh, which we which we couldn't play. Um, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. And um, so the, the poll episode, episode, uh, the poll, the episode poll. Now I'm uh, fucking you up. Yeah, we're all, and we're not even drinking. I'm fucking, I'm drinking vitamin water. Zeus is drinking regular water. I'm drinking Mountain Dew in a, in a fucking bottled water here. Maybe it's those Bud Light pajama pants that's fucking you up right <laughs> My now. Bud Light pajama pants? <laughs> I love these things. <laughs> so the poll, so he said, just for fun, would you have wanted Eddie Van Halen to replace Ace when he left the band? And thankfully, 72% of you said no, which is the right answer. It's the right answer. Really? For multiple For multiple reasons. First of which, if Eddie Van Halen leaves Van Halen, then you miss out on half their career. So 72% said no. So a couple poll comments on this. Our buddy Jack Broad said, no, he's way too good to be in kiss. <laughs> okay. JR said pandemic Paul and germaphobe gene would have tried to squash Eddie's creativity. Yeah. Our buddy Steve says gene and especially Paul would have reined him in and stifled his playing. They wouldn't want, they wouldn't have let him be creative. Imagine if they have let Vinny be as batshit crazy as he was on the Vinny Vincent Invasion album. Okay. okay. And then uh, Richie Rich said, uh, with a laughing emoji, does anyone think Ed was serious when he mentioned joining Kiss? Uh, who knows? It's always Gene's version of the story that we hear. Chris Bisha says, no, God, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was just for fun because there was that story about how he talked to Gene. Uh, Roth is killing me. I got to get out of the band. But yeah, you don't want Eddie leaving Van Halen to join. Okay. Kiss, but so, what it, I want to say ahead. is yeah. by 82, 80, whatever. Yep. He's not fucking doing eruption. Right. By 82, he's saying, I've got a great song. Yeah, but that's a keyboard riff. He's like, yeah. It's right. a great song. He's doing feels so good. He's doing when it's love. Not in 82. Of, no, but that's what's coming down the line for him. Oh, yeah, top yeah, of yeah. The world. He's doing songs that are beautiful tunes. Right. They're not what you would call rocking guitar tunes. So can you when people are talking about Eddie Van Halen, David Lee Roth pre-84, maybe, but after that, Eddie was about the songs. If he could put in a fucking crazy solo in, he would do it. But he would have right. to add to the song. So right. could he fit in with Kiss? I don't know. I think he might have been able to at well, that point. Because 
82, they released Diver Down came out in 82, which is fucking unbelievably underrated album. People take people give it a beating because of all the covers that are on there. But that album's great. And then you had Van Halen. One of my favorite songs on there. Where have all the good times? That's fucking unbelievable. I love that song. And that's a cover. I don't give a shit. They do a fucking unreal job on it. I I love Diver Down. Um, So they did that. They did that in 82. And then 1984 was 1984. So you're right. That was when when Eddie started kind of maturing a little bit more as a performer and a songwriter. But yeah, but you see, remember we were talking yeah. about how Dean was like, he says, Oh, listen to this. That's a synthesizer. That's right. Like, right. I mean, like, he's gone to the point where he's about music and what's a good song. He doesn't give a fuck that he's the greatest guitar player. He limited himself to the song. He'd rather play a good song than be the insane guitar hero that he, that he was known for. And right. so, could he do that with Kiss? I think so. Good friend of the show and uh, Pantheon podcast. Um, I think digital marketing uh, friend uh, Daryl Alber sent us a nice little clip, and it was yep. about Eddie Van Halen doing. I think it was eruption, and then all of a sudden it transfers into um, War, War Machine. Machine. Yep, and we should post that for you guys to see it. I don't know. Yeah. We, I don't think we've done that yet, but we should put it up. And could Eddie have pulled off that rift? Hell yeah! Well, that would have sounded fucking insane. But don't you think with it Eddie doing that? Oh my god! Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I, I selfishly, I say, I, I don't, I don't say no because he wouldn't have fit in Kiss. I say no because I want more Van Halen music. That's why yeah, I don't want him to leave. I understand that. And the other part to this yeah. is, let's be, Paul Stanley at that point, if he brought another member in, every other member that came into Kiss is a you know, paid contributor. They're not equal shares. Eddie Van Halen would never have joined Kiss if he's not an equal share. He's not going to bring his talent in to be a paid player like Tommy well, Thayer yeah, or Eric Singer. He's going to be like, I want one fourth of this fucking money because he'd be worth it and then some. So he'd have to be an equal share. Are they going to give him that when when they could just get a fucking Bruce or Eric Singer or guys like that that can do a good job and they just pay the money? Yeah, and he's not going to leave his brother either. Yeah, exactly. So, you know that that it's a, that was you know it just was never going to happen. And that's why the the poll question was for fun. But uh, but anytime we do stuff like that, it, it stirs up some cool discussion because everybody's a fan of Kiss and Van Halen. So yeah, that that was Twitter. That was tw- the Twitter poll with some poll comments. And then you were going to take it from there with some uh, with some Twitter feedback. Yeah, Deuce. After passing out ninety minutes into the show, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Uh, just listen to episode again. Great tribute to EVH. The best line goes to Zeus. He's dead on with you could play Van Halen for the boys and you could play them for the girls. Exactly. We all yep. love Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, Murph. Great to hear all the nuggets of info. The three of you presented during the episode. Also, Zeus's New York Paul impersonation sounds more like Vinnie Barbarino than Paul. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Murph. Oh, Deuce added, yeah, looking forward to Zeus saying, you're so handsome. Every time oh, you God. guys talk, I said it earlier without even realizing that was coming up. He is. He's yep. so handsome. Like little so Nicky. handsome. Don't be afraid to show your face. You're such a handsome boy. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like little Nicky. JR, EBH played with a grin. I always thought that grin was him saying, I can, you can't. And I'm having more fun than you doing it. Germaphobe Gene tweeting every story that had his face and name attached to Eddie's past and seems he was grifting for attention. 
like when Aretha Ooh. passed. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't paying attention when uh, Aretha died and <laughs> what Gene was saying. No, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Steve, no episode is a real one without Pandemic Paul, the gift oh, that God. keeps on giving. Always has me in hysterics thinking about him bunny hopping on his bike. <laughs> he thinks he's above his station and more important than he is. Well said, Steve. Perfectly I bet said. you're fucking killing him. Dean was on TV being asked about Eddie Van Halen. No doubt. I fucking 100% agree with you, Steve. Yep. Absolutely. Smoke Show 19. Woo, woo, woo. Um, I think we have an alert going off. That's the Sunny Pooney burner account alert button. <laughs> it's it's that's that's a that's a new feature on Shout It Out Loudcast. You know how you know how we have the, there's like the emergency alert system. We have the Sunny Pooney burner account <laughs> alert system. <laughs> the alleged Sunny Pooney burner account. <laughs> I think on the uh, the text exchange somebody said I think screenshot something this guy said. And said, okay, this is definitely Pony. I think it was like yeah. Tony. Dude, yeah, because it, it was Tony yeah. was solemn for restraint. Yeah. He was like the nicest guy. <laughs> He's like, hey, Sonny, did you post this? Well, no, because I think it was something tweeted out by Smoke Sheeted by Sonny. <laughs> and the tweet was like complimentary of Sonny. It was something like that. So the numbers plus, 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 I really think we uncovered the conspiracy because. They don't know the word smoke show on the West Coast. They got that because we say that because they'll text us a photo of somebody and we're like, oh, what a smoke show. They're like, what the fuck is that? Yep. Like, you guys don't say smoke show? Like, you know, they'll be a picture of Brittany and Tom. Oh, smoke show, this and that. Or a picture of Estelle Getty. And I'll be like, oh, that's a smoke show. (laughs) And now all of a sudden, Pooney's trying to cover his track. Smoke show is his Twitter account. Wasn't she also in. <laughs> the worst idea of a movie of all time. Stop! Oh my mom! Will <laughs> my mom will shoot, dude. That is that is on Sylvester Stallone's roster of movies. Stop! Or my mom will shoot. <laughs> who who is the marketing guy? Go! I got a movie for you. Oh, hey, you know God. that guy who's in those Rambo movies? That guy that's in those Rocky movies. Let's pair him up with an old lady. <laughs> Well, she's very popular right now in the Golden Girls. So, of course. Stop uh, or my mom will shoot. Anyway, Smoke Show Sonny 19 said, Edward is a legend. Rest in peace. Excellent tribute. Thanks, Sonny. Joel Hoffman. Excellent show today, guys. Van Halen has literally been the soundtrack of my life since I saw my sister's VH2 album. Put it on the turntable, and I was immediately hooked. Years of memory listening to VH has been with me since I was 10. This one really hurts. VH music life lives forever. Sorry, mm-hmm. Joel. Yep. That's uh that's the story of a lot of people right now. Van Halen, uh, other than fat fucking crackhead David uh Crosby. <laughs> fucking fat fucking mustachioed David Crosby and his Sonny Pooney meh comment got all sorts of backlash. When after he put that meh comment about Eddie Van Halen, he actually backtracked and put a post up recently that apologized. Yeah, did you hear what he said? He goes, "Oh, I didn't." He goes, "When I t- when I tweeted that out, I didn't realize that Eddie had died." 
No, he goes, I forgot that he had died. Dude, yeah, right, it just happened right. yesterday. <laughs> right. Like, come on, dude. Like, oh, by the way, drugs. By the way, I don't understand who like like seriously, who fucking cares what David Cross like, okay, yeah, he said meh. Like people like legitimately were upset. Like, who fucking cares? Respectful, buddy. Have some class. It's dude, when was the last time? When was the last time David Crosby was in the fucking headlines? Dude, you're a has been. No one cares about you. It, let me explain something to you. I don't like Marilyn Manson. I think his music is horrible. I think he's fucking horrible. If he died, okay. I'm not going to write people putting tributes out them right. Meh. Like, you know, you don't because other people are sad or upset or out of respect. That's I get the that. problem. I, I get that. But, but the, like, dude, have some class. It's just a coarsening of the culture. Like, meh. I agree. I, I agree, but 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 I'm also of the of, I'm also of the mind of social media is filled with hundreds of millions of people, dude. You're a fucking idiot. You just expose yourself. That's your punishment for being an idiot. But anyways, okay, go ahead. Mustachioed uh, David Crosby, and again, Wilford, Wil- Wilford Brimley wannabe, rest in peace. Yeah, you're up. What do we got on Facebook, brother? Facebook, our buddy Jepson, Kevin, as always, love it, guys. So I've been playing guitar for 31 years now, and Eddie Van Halen has been such an amazing influence on me. I am devastated, especially because that's how my mom passed. Sorry to hear that, Kevin. He said, sorry, not trying to bring it down. I've seen Van Halen twice, once with the Sharon lineup and once in 2013 with Dave. The only show they played that year. Amazing. Eddie was bleeding during the solo, and then he actually posts a YouTube video of, uh, of, of Eddie. Wow. Thanks, Kevin. I'm so I'm sorry for your loss. I know that's a that's a huge loss, especially somebody like you that's been playing guitar that long and looking up to him as a as an influence and an inspiration. Been playing guitar so. for 31 years. Yep. Holy fuck. Yep. We might have to have Kevin Jebson maybe pull like a Tony Mosalem and do some kind of little riff for us for Shout It Out Loudcast. You yeah, know, I hope he can play something. He's not gonna come on and go, Yeah, I've been playing 31 years. You want to hear me play? <laughs> <laughs> righty then then we got graham richly fantastic episode informative and fun while paying respect to the great eddie van halen i love eddie who doesn't and van halen music but i'm thankful eddie never joined kiss as his style is so distinctive i believe the two bands are stronger apart rather than together rest in peace eddie quote of the day was Zeus talking about people collecting numerous vinyl copies of the same album. Today, I feel like listening to Orange. <laughs> Great work, guys. We were talking about that earlier because Allison Chain's got a new box set coming out of vinyl for facelift. $150. You're like, hey, you buying that? You buying? I'm like, why am I spending $150 on a fucking music that I already have? Well, not because I want to because I want something that's purple in my in my collection. Dude, that 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 box set is absurd. For that, it comes with a fucking cassette. <laughs> a cassette. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. My daughter has a a fucking Walkman. Her mom what? bought her a Walkman and cassettes, and she enjoys playing them. Like it's like a retro thing. A cassette. She has cassettes. She just recently bought a new pop artist. I'm like, what the fuck is this you world s- coming to? Who's behind this fucking Stuart trunk? Who's behind <laughs> fucking cassettes? Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. Don't tell don't tell Gene Simmons. Re-released and remastered on cassette. Oh god. Yeah. Please. It's, it's coming. The, the fucking the kiss cassette set box set is coming. Great. Oh, I'll buy it. I had them all. 
I remember the day I went into so CDs did, and I had so, so many I. CDs that I finally looked at my cassettes and I threw them all in the trash. Dude, <sighs> I used to have one of those briefcases. Yes! With, yes! Remember? And you put I had all the cassettes of them that yes! you would put up in pictures, like on the wall, and hang up all the cassette racks. Yes. Oh my God, I had all of them and I was like, fucking kiss! They don't keep it the same colors! They fucking change oh. them and I didn't like it because you would have a funeral row and then all of a sudden you'd be like, fucking, something would be purple. And I'll never forget when I really got back into Kiss and the first time and I was still in like middle school and I got Creatures of the Night and Bruce is on the cover. I'm like, I oh, thought yeah, this yeah. was makeup. Oh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Bruce didn't play. Vinnie Vincent played on it. I'm like, is this says Ace Freely. This is pre-Google and other Kiss fans. I'm like, what the yep. fuck is this? Yep. Threw me off big time. No, I know. And I then know. when I found Creatures of the Night, I found a cassette. With the original Creatures of the Night cover. Wow. And I fucking chucked that. Uh, what? I chucked all my cassettes like an idiot. Yeah. And I, I did. T- I know I'm saying what. Meanwhile, I have all of my CDs are in boxes in the basement. <laughs> like, like I still I still have them all. And it's like so overwhelming. I'm like, oh, I could take all these. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, fuck it. I got Apple Music. They're all here digitally. Yeah. And I've so got I, to- I, have all, I have all my CDs. I'm moving at the end of the month. Oh, God. And so my daughter, unless I'm putting the stuff away, she looks at my DVDs, like thousand DVDs and a thousand yep. CDs. She's like, why are you taking these? I never see you touch them. <laughs> Collector. Don't touch my toys. <laughs> like, Right. Uh, uh, I'm I mean, not it's, changing. It's, that's it. I went that's fine. The cassettes. And to CDs, I'm not changing format. Fuck it. CDs are here to stay. My mission is for a housewarming gift to get you a turntable and get you into vinyl. That's going to be my mission. I don't need that expense. As I told you guys, why don't you just tell me to fucking pick up smoking? Pick up another bad vice. I don't need that. And then I say, because vinyl can't kill you. (laughs) It will if I fucking spend all my money on it. I have nothing to eat. Because all my money's going on vinyl. Like I just did, because Amazon Prime had their Prime Days, but they had like ridiculous sales on vinyl and i was like i just i can't it was like i was like a crackhead i like i couldn't stop buying stuff it was fucking awful would you buy fat larry's band's greatest hits (laughs) about fucking weird al yankovic's greatest hits (laughs) my baloney (laughs) what'd you buy amish paradise (laughs) or i'm fat Yo, man, you ain't big dog. Oh, man, you ain't fat. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. <laughs> Your butt is mine. <laughs> fat. <laughs> Anyways, so let's move this along because we got to you. These episodes get tend to get a little bit long. So let's move over to uh, what's going on in Kiss World. All right. So not too much as always, you know, of course, you know, nothing's really happening other than kind of gossipy kind of shit this week though. They did, we did celebrate the anniversary of the all time greatest live album in the history of recorded music. Kiss alive. Too. Uh, I didn't say that Tom said that. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Uh, but no, it was this, it was the uh, anniversary of that. Um, so everybody's posting pictures and articles about how they fell in love with one of their first live albums, one of their first kiss albums. So that was great. Um, and then our buddy, uh, the Muppet is in the news again. <laughs> uh, I think I'm the best guitarist, but the next, 
best guitarist in cast, I would say, has to be Bruce Kulick. He blows away everybody else. Like, Tommy just mimics me in all my performances. But Bruce is, you know, he new album. He's on my new album, Bruce Kulick. And he, uh, he's a good player. My album. Uh, yeah, Bruce Kulick is a good guitar player. Uh, Tommy just caught. Tommy copies me pretty much. Yeah. Cause in blabbermouth, the headline Ace Frehley says Bruce Kulick blows Tommy Thayer off the stage. Okay. <sighs> so of course, Ace says, you know, a lot of people think I might not be friends with Bruce Kulick. I've been friends with Bruce for 20 years of all the guitar players that have taken my place in Kiss, Bruce by far blows them all away as far as I'm concerned. He's definitely the best guitar player. When Tommy Thayer gets up there and does my solos, he tries to play them note for note, but he doesn't have the swagger or the attitude. Bruce used to play my solos, but it'd kind of make him his own, and it switched notes a little and had some originality. Tommy is just going through the motions. Bruce by far blows Tommy off the stage. It is what it is. Now, Full disclosure, I kind of agree with Ace a little bit. I'm sorry. I, 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 Tommy Thayer is absolutely fantastic. I love it. We said it. The one bright spot on the Monster album was Tommy. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to doing, I, I think he is instructed to just mirror note for note. And, and that's, that's a gift to be able to do that. Um, Bruce has, Bruce has way more passion and, and swagger and groove than Tommy. I mean, I've said that before. That being said, shut up, Ace. Don't shit on the fucking current guy in the band. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, so I would say this. He's his own worst enemy. He doesn't. He needs his own publicist or his real agent to say shut the fuck up. Yep. There's no bad tension with you and Kiss. You saw, You started a good example by getting rid of your ex and all the baggage she brought with them. Mm-hmm. Why do you do this? Tommy's their man. Even if you come back to part of the comeback show or a gig, Kiss will still perform at some point after the end of the road. They'll still do shit. They won't do it with you or Peter, but they'll be still be, and they'll still have Tommy. Why would they want you to keep shitting on him? It's bad business. You fucking muppet. Cut the shit. Stop trying to divide people. You the him. It's that fucking Stuart putting shit in his ear all the time. Every time he has something to do with Stuart. He comes out of it either in that meeting or when he leaves, starts yapping about how he's the best and he should be the dude. Shut up. You cannot perform at the level you used to perform in. Okay. You sound like you're fucking brain dead when you speak. They don't trust you to perform. They don't trust you in front of a microphone. They don't trust you for a press conference. They don't trust you to show up. Shut the fuck up. I haven't fucking drank and so you you know i'm the type of guy they i'm the guy now that they wish i was while i was in the van before dude you sound fucking sloshed off your mind are you shitting me yeah yeah, imagine if you were fucking as fucked up as you used to be come on man just shut up and maybe there's a possibility of you returning but you won't and you can't because you the muppet and all the fucking little fucking Muppet fans that are out there, they're like, Ace is the best. Yeah, fucking yeah, Ace really fake Ace. Like, 
fucking ruin it for the rest of us. I don't understand what his friggin' end game is here. You, you, you want to, how do you think, like you said, how do you think you're going to get back into the band or, or jump in on this, on this end of the road, you know, maybe final show reunion when you're shitting on the current band member In what context did you think that that was an appropriate conversation to have? You're praising Bruce Kulik. That's great. You could have said that you could have praised Bruce Kulik and said, I love Bruce when he does my solos. They're great. But then you had to say, then you had to come in and you had to pile on to Tommy and not only pile on, but really insult him, like yeah. really insult him, like from one guitarist to another. The, the worst thing you can say is that you have no originality that you're copying. Like, that's just fucking brutal. And like you said, with his, if he was who, copying you, then he wouldn't show up to the fucking things on time. He'd demand more money, he'd throw up on the fucking guitar tech, and he'd fucking crash his car like, like at 100 miles an hour, like a fucking idiot. If well, he correct was talking, me if you. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, too. Didn't Tommy Thayer have to fucking help Ace when they fucking got back together on like some, on some remember shit? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, I mean, you talk about coming full circle. Just look, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into our favorite fucking kiss member in a second here. But this fucking pandemic is these these people need to be in the spotlight. And because there's no live music to do it, you're hearing all kinds of shit from fucking Tommy Lee to fucking D Snyder to fucking Corey Taylor from Slipknot, all these fucking, all these people opening up their mouth constantly so that people like Blabbermouth and ultimate classic rock will plaster their so-and-so says this so-and-so says that that's the only way people are paying attention. I mean, it's fucking driving me nuts, which leads me to our favorite character on this show. Pandemic prescription, political panelist presidential politics paul this fucking guy every week he finds new ways to just excel at being a fucking idiot i don't know where to go here i gotta catch my breath there for a minute so we're gonna go back a little bit on his twitter post a picture of him in front of all these painted guitars and our buddy Baco, we gotta give him credit he came up with the resting smelled a fart face <laughs> because it always looks like somebody just shit their pants when Paul gets his picture taken. He's got that face like like dude, are you smiling or did somebody just soil themselves? Okay. Yeah. Can I tell you a story? Please do. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, it's gay. You just <laughs> Why do I always have all these stories? But uh oh. Okay. So <laughs> many years ago, um, my cousin had a uh like a birthday party for his kid who was probably like two, three years old. This is one of the rich ones he lives nearby here. Huge house, family's loaded. And um they had a birthday party. So in his house, he has like like a game room, like a fun room. It's mostly for his, you know, they had like a pool table down there, all the mm-hmm. toys for his kids. Yep. So the only ones that went down there is like all the little kids playing with toys and stuff and doing stuff. And then, of course, my dumb ass is down there. And I grabbed this other guy who I ended up being the godfather of this kid. It's a, I'll call him a friend, a family friend. And we're playing pool. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna die. And he catered this event. You know, you have like birthday party catered stuff. Like there'll be like Italian catered food. Yeah, so there'll yeah. be trays. Yep. There'll be like fucking parm pasta, yep. chicken and broccoli with garlic, fucking <laughs> fucking pasta bolognese. Fucking, you know, like like Italian pasta meals. Okay. That's heavy. <laughs> That's heavy stuff. Veal cacciatore. You know, stuff. I know where this is going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're downstairs playing pool. <laughs> this is me and this tall guy. Now, this guy, um, I don't think you've ever met him, but his family, he's like off the boat from Greece. Okay. And I baptized his kid. I'm friends with him. He knows some English and stuff. And we're playing pool. Uh, and there's some little kids around us. Doing, we're the only adults down there. I let... <laughs> a fucking veal cacciatore SPD go. You know what you do? And then you... You stay quiet and you're like wondering when do they pick it up? <laughs> he's like playing pool. He comes around the corner. He's like, all of a sudden, he's like, <laughs> he's like in Greek swears. He fucking throws his pool table. His pool stick on the table. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh my God. <laughs> he's like, God damn it. <laughs> the fucking. Little kids, the little kids 
scared the kids away. <laughs> Dude, it's on me. I think it's the little girl. <laughs> it was the little girl. Blame the kid. Oh, She's five years old in like an Easter outfit. Oh. <laughs> He's like, maybe she, I'm like, maybe she should. <laughs> She's just standing there looking at us was because we're screaming and dying. I'm dying laughing, looking at us like we're fucking like, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm like, maybe it's her. And she has that look, that boss look right now. Of yep. What the fuck? Oh, shit. <laughs> smells like my baby brother's diaper. Dude, that base <laughs> reeked. Within 15, 20 minutes or 30 minutes later, my, my dad, my oh. brother come down looking for oh. me, like coming oh, down. No. They just walked out. <laughs> and my brother nonchalantly out loud goes, oh, man, what the fuck? Who shit themselves? <laughs> and I can like, picture, I, I can picture like Karen doing that. like 20 minutes later. Yeah, it was like 20 minutes later. Oh, what the fuck, man? Who shit themselves? It's all little kids oh. in my and the other guy's like, your fucking brother, smell up the whole fucking basement. <laughs> fucking place smelled like a wet diaper for the next like, two hours. Smelled like fucking pit salt with fucking ropes and the fucking doors. The little girl had the Paul Stanley face. We were just like staring at us and her nose was like, you know, crunched up. Yeah. And with her eyes and her head tilted, like, what the fuck is that scent? Oh. <sighs> Oh God! So yes. so I'm, so so we're gonna keep going here. So I'm gonna talk about pull up Paul's Twitter account because I want you to pay. I, uh, yeah, so, I gotta so, catch my breath. I'm I'm like dying laughing. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm fucking out no, of it's breath. Okay. All right. So what am I looking up? So so at Paul's Twitter, you go back a couple of days. He's got like a picture of him sitting in front of a table with all these painted guitars, like artwork, and he's like, "So much happening here in the shed. So many projects to finish, but glad to be back." Easy to be overwhelmed by all the insanity going on right now, but give yourself a break and come back stronger. It ain't a crime to be good to yourself. It ain't a crime to be good to yourself. Just more out of touch. So many projects to finish. Easy to be overwhelmed by all the insanity going on. Give yourself a break. I'm going to give myself a break by going into my shed and paint my guitars while half of my listeners out there don't know how they're going to pay their fucking next mortgage bill. Meanwhile... So much happening here in the shed. Dude, my shed has a fucking weed whacker and a rake in it. (laughs) Okay? Your shed has a kiss pinball machine and, like, fucking 17 painted guitars. Yeah. And And then... Rested fart face, too, sitting in your chair. Oh, and then we get into presidential politics Paul Stanley. So we post this one thing going off a rail about fucking voter suppression. What a disgrace, a frightening sabotage of our foundation. Then the next tweet is, I voted today. Don't wait. Find a certified ballot box. It feels awesome to know your voice will be counted. Great. That's great. And he's got his sleeveless button down shirt on with the, he thinks he's fucking pipes McGee flexing. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, you go from. You go from pandemic Paul to prescription Paul to politics Paul. I-, I would give anything right now for him to stop this. And I, w- I would take Soul Station over this. I would take a Soul Station vault, like the Gene Simmons vault, if he would stop doing this. Because I can't handle it. And, and we talked about this even with Sonny. He just needs to be 
productive. He needs to get his voice out there. And whatever the topic of the day is, he just has to do it. So now it's politics. It's voting. That's fine. Proud of you. It's a very important election. Everybody's passionate about it. But just, Paul, please do something musical. Put your passion into your music. Something. Stop. He looks good. He looks like he's fucking doing curls. He does look good. The garage shed, whatever he's got back here. He's got some kiss photos on the wall there in the background. I've been his guitar boxes to the right. His face looks nice. He's still got that hairdo that's just, yeah. But, you know, this doesn't frustrate me because uh, he's on my side. And if he wasn't on my side, maybe I'd be more frustrated with him. But it's not him. This isn't, this is all the stuff he used to bitch about. Oh, I know. Um, you have time on your hands. You want to help the people that you supposedly love, you know, the fans. They don't want to see you in your shed painting guitars. They want you playing. If exactly. he said, you know, the happiest thing he would make the Kiss family? You know what? All this extra time I've been talking to Gene, I think we might have a couple tunes left in us. Why not Holy do that? Fuck, the, the whole the Kiss army would die. There's not much money in albums. Who gives a fuck? At this point, do you need to do it for money? Like, who cares? Fucking put something together. Why isn't he sitting in front of real guitars? Like you said, like they, they've been at this for, it's, it's, we're pushing seven months now, seven months. You like, I don't know. I know every week we go on this rant, but that's because it's the gift that keeps on giving. He always does something. Yeah. It's just whatever. One last I, thing, Tom. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to hit on Kiss News. So yep. before I was on, um, you know, before we got ready to uh, sign on, uh, tonight to you know obviously go over everything that we normally go over i saw something online and you were talking about it good friend rachel gordon put out mm-hmm. two hours ago alert on the cassettes on my website oh god they are all exclusive out of ace's personal memorabilia what from peak from pre-kiss and all through the kiss years to freely comment years. I have hundreds of cassettes. It has become far too tedious to go through every cassette and wow. to find certain ones. I'm now selling the cassettes five and ten at a time. They are all in very playable, good condition, and they all have content. I choose the cassettes as they are all worth a lot as they were Ace's private collection. Without reading them, I'm selling them grab bag style. So when you purchase cassettes, you receive a fun surprise and could very well have a gold mine in your bundle. Five cassettes sell for (laughs) (laughs) $2,000. Shut up. Ten cassettes for $3,500. You can purchase the entire cassette collection for $50,000 if you're interested in purchasing over 15 cassettes we can make a deal please let me know and have fun with it you've got to be kidding me nope so play grab bag Tom with $2,000 and maybe you can have a cassette of Ace talking about I don't know I just want cereal today to eat what do you want to eat I want a filet of fish I want a (laughs) filet of fish Eddie Stuart, get me a filet of fish. Dude, <laughs> Rachel, go- dude, that's fucking insane. Who would spend 2000 on a, yeah, sitting on a gold mine? Dude, you could be sitting on what? 
Origins Volume 5? No one's giving you $2,000. The fucking record label wouldn't give you $2,000 worth of Ace Fraley music right now. She could could be sitting on $10 worth of shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) I've got Ace's catalog from his drunk years. Who wants it? Uh, Do I have $2? Dude, two grand to $3,500 for five cassettes. $3,500 for 10. Oh my god. That is embarrassing. That doesn't even make sense. 50,000 for the whole lot. That is fucking insane. Yeah. Wow. On that note, Tom, um, you know, when we uh are talk about this show, we usually transfer it over and talk about people, you know, doing some of that uh fucking. Um apparently Rachel wants to fuck some of her fucking listeners and um we're talking about that because we have a sponsor, and that sponsor likes fucking, and that's AdamandEve.com, Tom. That's right, AdamandEve.com. It's actually AdamEve.com, but if you go to but if you go to AdamandEve.com, it redirects you. You think I would know that by now? But what the fuck do I know? I know that because uh, someone told me about it. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, we talk about it every week. Promo code loudcast. Uh, you go on there, tons of free gifts get thrown into your order. Uh, you know, you get those spicy movies we talk about every week, but, uh, check them out. We've been talking about them for, for a long time. Great company. And, uh, that promo code is going to throw in a ton of extra stuff for, uh, you and your partner or just you. If you're, uh, you know, playing solo, who knows? That's sometimes, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You get some. Free stuff, you get some discounted stuff. If you use the promo code LOUDCAST, purchase yep. something from AdamEve.com, and uh, you'll find out if you're getting fucked or not. So, um, Bingo. That's a great yeah. way to put it. So we are up to our Kiss, Real Kiss Alive 7. And these this is a series that we've been doing that we started with the premise that Kiss Alive 1 was the first three albums. Kiss Alive 2 was the second three albums. Well, what if we followed that? And we started that with, right afterwards, we did um, the solo albums, I think, Dynasty and whatever else we did back then. Side 4 of Alive 2. Yeah, and then we went three albums along the way. So we had uh, just finished Kiss Alive 6, which was... It was Asylum, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. And Crazy Nights. And Crazy Nights. Yep. So Kiss Alive 7 is now going to be consisting of Hot in the Shade, Revenge, and Carnival of Souls. So the last three makeup al- non-makeup albums. So it kind of works that way. Mm-hmm. And what this is basically <clears throat> is me and Tom think what a live album would be under the same premise of the original first two kiss alive albums if you take those three albums and you create like a 15 track album tom picks his 15 songs i pick my 15 songs and you know we start it gets a little bit fun what's your opener what's your closer what songs make your cut what songs don't and you know we just basically go through it and see what we can find uh, we have a lot of fun with these, and uh, we hope that you'll enjoy, and we'll go through our list. Tom, anything you want to add? 
We talked about this before we started recording. We've actually talked about this a little bit, but when we came up with this idea, this was, we both agree, this was one of the more difficult ones to put together. This is the hardest one that we've done. I think it is. uh, Yeah, I think it is by far because, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I love all three of these albums. Um, I like Carnival a little bit more than Zeus, but we'll save that for the album review. But you're talking about Hot in the Shade, which we love, Revenge, which we love, and then Carnival of Souls. And all three albums have a good amount of songs on them. Um, So this one was very, very, very difficult. Um, So and when we put this together, you know, we try to put it up. You know, we try to put together like an opener, you know, a closer. And then when they come back on for the encore, just set it up like an actual concert list. And, mm-hmm. you know, following the Alive rules, you know, obviously no duplicates. You know, Alive 2 had nothing from Alive 1, et cetera, et cetera. So this is just Hot in the Shade, Revenge, and Carnival of Souls. Yeah, so it won't be closing with Rock and Roll Night opening up with Deuce or Detroit Rock City. This yep. is those three albums, okay? Yep. That's the format. That's how we're doing it. Um, do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, you can start. Go ahead. Kick it off. Okay. My Kiss Alive 7 album, the live album, which you will be purchasing from me, from TomAndZeus.com, will open with this. opening track on hot in the shade rise to it i just think it's um you know there's just something in your brain when you think of uh opening a concert you think of an opening track from an album uh it, it goes with it start hearing a little acoustic guitars the lights go down and you're like oh shit here he comes and then boom and then they start going off and it reminds me of the video where the band is like jumping up and down and going nuts and the crowd's getting into it and it's them without the makeup on i think it would fit as a nice opening crowd into it kind of uh song it, it was a, a a video and so when we're into this era and we talked about it on the previous alan like singles Kisses and big singles, but videos and things like that. If they were a video or a single, I have to put it in the set list amongst these songs. I, I, I just have to do it. So to me, this was a no-brainer, and I think it you know, had a couple, a couple other options here in the beginning, but I went with Rise to it to start my, sh- my set list. Great, great opener. Um, that almost was my opener. Spoiler alert. Uh, great opener. Um, and like you said, the video just, it has that aura of, of a good opener. I went with something a little bit different. So here we go.
So we start off, you got the curtain there, you get that menacing crunch of the guitar, and then all of a sudden that riff of unholy kicks in, and when the drums pound, that's when the curtain drops, kind of like deuce. So it got unholy as my opener there. I figured set the mood, get everybody really fired up, give Gene the mic to kick it off with, and uh, you know it's my favorite un, uh, you know non makeup song. So I figured let's let's start it off with a bang. Yeah, th- I mean that was a con- uh, thought for me too, but the thought that came over that and the reason why I didn't is because I think at this point pandemic Paul would never allow Gene to open it up with a track that's newer. Fuck that you're opening up Deuce I'll let you get away with it Because it was early we used to open up Maybe I just, That's the only reason I'm saying But no, I can ser- certainly see Unholy yep. um, It fits And yep. it would be a nice way to get them going Yep So Alright So all right. Rise to it starts my show Then we get into This Starts off again Song 2, Master and Slave Wow Get a little carnival going And get the song out of the way um, Right off the sub- it's, a, it's a kind of a big song I think it gets the crowd going Especially when it hits the chorus And I think it continues rise to it And the crowd's still going with Master and Slave I don't want to slow it down yet Paul always keeps those first two songs going Master of Ceremonies and he finishes it with that. So I would I would go to Master and Slave next. What do you mean get it out of the way? The fucking song is awesome. Oh <laughs> awesome. I gotta get some Carnival of Soul on my album, otherwise this would be the revenge in full concert All right. with some hot shade. Okay. All right. All right. Uh so number two for me, already our first duplicate. Number two for me is rise to it. Um because I wanted to start off. I I I kiss we always talk about this. Kiss likes to start off the show with two or three songs, get everybody really amped up and then maybe switch gear. So I went rise to it. Uh, number two. So unholy rise to it for the one, two punch. 
All right. Then, uh, Master Slave finishes. The Master of Ceremonies takes over, and that's Paul. And you know what he's going to say? He's going to go, how you doing, people? People? Meet Gene Simmons. And then he fucking cranks, and you start hearing some noise and some rumbling. And this is what comes out. Opening track from Carnival Souls. Eight. Ooh, you're doing back-to-back Carnival. I think that's a nice, heavy song to get Gene his first song on the track. You're fucking going, wow. If this comes on next, I think you're you're still engaged. You're like, wow, this is pretty heavy. Nice. Good, hard, you know, heavy music by them. So, yeah. Okay. I go right to hate is number three. All right, so number three for me, like you said, after rise to it, Paul grabs the mic, gets everybody excited. How you doing, people? Whatever. And then all of a sudden he goes, he takes his mic and he's talking to people. He's getting everybody fired up. And then it goes right from that into this. I got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. He's got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. Keeping the party train going with tr- with song three, I just wanna. Nice. So we get we get we, we get we get the party going with unholy rise to it, and I just wanna. Nice. Yep. Um, love that track. Fucking love it. All right. So so good. For me, it just finished. Hate. Paul starts talking again. Put some of his. Paul stuff, you know, the last time people we were in Worcester, Massachusetts, <laughs> they banned us in Boston, people. Oh, so, God. and he left me with 
this. of chrome oh yeah nice excellent song nice all right so number four for me we just finished with i just wanna we, we end that we go right into this giving the microphone back to gene here we go of hot in the shade we go to betrayed which i actually think which i actually think would be good live i'm not a huge fan of this song um but i just think live it might have a little bit of energy behind it not my favorite song but i think given given gene the microphone i think this song might have a little bit of life a little extra life to it live not a not not, not a fan fucking a little life it's on life support you put that on the middle of a no no that's an upbeat that's an upbeat song Oh, that's a that's a rocker. Fucking, hey, I'm gonna take a piss, but you just went. You don't need to. I, I don't care. I'm just gonna yeah, go betray. Betray's playing. I'm I, I'm out of here. I like oh, it. I like the core. I like the. I like. I like the chorus. Song. This song set list is looking a little rough. Oh man, <laughs> come on. All right, number five for me. Heart of Chrome finishes. It's the uh, Kiss version, not the not the uh, quarantine version. 
which would be pretty nice too, right? And before you know it, this comes on. That's Mr. Eric Carr singing Little Caesar. Let him have a crack at something live. Imagine having an Eric track singing Little Caesar live. Oh, I would fucking love it. A little extended drum solo in the middle of this. So Little Caesar with the little drum solo is song number five for me, sung by Eric Carr. All right, great call. So so it looks like with your live album, you're gonna it, it'll be like kind of a compilation live album so you're gonna have some concert stuff from the eric Carr lineup as well which is fine we've seen live albums do that before but yeah little caesar little caesar's great and eric carr's got a great a great voice so no, i want to get him the call and it's a shame that he's not on any real live kiss albums i agree the band and i yep. think him doing that in a little drum solo in the middle will be a nice little tip of the hat to him yeah no that's great that's great all right so number five for me we just finished number four betrayed um, we're going to kind of go into a little bit of a groove here with this one.
the first one off a of Carnival of Souls for me, and that's Jungle with Paul singing. Yes. I love every time I mention these songs, Zeus just makes a, you get that resting fart face, the Paul face. Ooh, love that song. Jungle. Oh, oh come it's on. Like, oh, what is Kiss becoming? Fish? It's like a fucking jam band now. No, that's, I love Kiss can't do that shit. That's a great song. Save it, save it for the carnival review. So that's my number five. Go ahead. Ugh. Ugh. Number six. Little Caesar finishes over to Mr. Gene Simmons from Kiss. Let me tell you my story. I've got a man-sized predicament. And it's a big one. Goes like this. Yeah. That is Domino. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nice. Domino. Um, obviously a favorite. You got the video. You got the unplugged, uh, the single. I also have it at the end of Domino. Gene does a fire thing. I don't know. Fucking what else is he going to do it in? So for some reason, right after the end, he pulls out the fire and blows uh uh, breathes fire after Domino. So that's my nice. number six. Okay, nice. All right, great song. You had you had Domino. That's a great song. Great placement of that in the set list there. So uh, we're going to go to my number six, which is a duplicate of yours. We're going to stick with the back-to-back carnival, kind of like you did at the beginning, and that's Master and Slave. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Love it. Wow. So I've got, you've got two, you're like spreading it out. You've got two, two, and two. I've noticed. Yep. Yep. Wow. All right. Number seven for me. We're going to slow it down, Tom. Ooh. Go to this. There's a lot I want to tell you 
But I don't know where to start And I don't know what I'd do if you walked away Ooh, baby, I tried to make it I just got lost along the way But every time I look at No matter what I'm going through, it's easy to see. And every time I hold you, the things I never told you seem to come easily. Cause you're everything to me. Lighters are out. People are swaying back and forth because they're listening to every time I look at you. Oh, um, I think I think it'll be a great little uh, segment in the middle of the concert. I like the song. They have to you have to fit it in there. So I put it number seven. Every time I look at you, Paul's doing a good job on that. So nice, it's beautiful. That's my number seven. Okay, beautiful. Uh, my number seven, we're going to kick it up a notch, give the microphone back to Gene with uh, one of my favorites. of revenge thou shalt not mix it up a little bit there with some uh a little hard rock in there after we slowed it down with some of the uh the jungle and uh carnival of souls carnival of souls stuff so back to gene with thou shalt not love that song tremendously underrated 
Yep. Yep. I know you're a big fan of that out that song. So yep. I yep. can totally see you putting it in there. For me, number eight. We're getting towards the back end here. Number mm-hmm. eight is Unholy. My first duplicate with Tom. Wow. I think after Little Caesar Domino and Every time I look at you slows things down a little bit I want to kick it up I think if I throw after Every time I look at you and all of a sudden you hear the riff Of beginning of Unholy People are going to go oh fuck I can't believe this is right here In the in the set list people are going to be like holy shit I think it, I'm trying to grab their attention And then obviously Unholy Is Gene doing blood If he's doing yep. blood Okay. If he is I don't even know I mean this is Non-makeup so I doubt he'd be spitting Blood but if he was or any Demon like thing yep. He would do it here if he Goes up to on top or anything like that There's you know Fucking lightning on The stage presentation in the Background this is when he would do Gene and demon shit Unholy song number eight for me Duplicate nice okay Number eight for me uh, no one has This one yet we're gonna give the microphone back To Paul so here we go One of our all-time favorites off of Hot in the Shade, Silver Spoon. Throw that right in the nice. middle of the set list there. Uh, should have been a hit. Maybe might be one of the best songs, or it is one of the best songs on that entire album. So Paul taking Silver Spoon at number eight. Is Nell Carter and is like church going choir gonna be there? They bring her out from the back and she's in there jamming along. I wasn't born. <laughs> You got nothing boo. But I can't even think of the words right now, but is this before I she was born? Is this before she got diabetes? Oh. <laughs> Give me a break, I shall deserve it. <laughs> they wheel her out. 
<laughs> fucking like the blueberry on Willy Wonka. What's that fucking? Oh, Jesus Christ. What was the, the blueberry thing that they were tumbling around? I can't oh. even remember. That movie scared me. <laughs> All right. So Nell Connor singing Silver Spoon with Paul. Yep. All right. Song number nine for me. I'm going to throw everything off. Hit it. We got a little surprise for you tonight. We're going to turn the microphone over to Bruce Kulick. I walk alone. Given the microphone, we got a little surprise for you tonight. Yes, that clip was added in. Um, yeah, Bruce. Uh, I have to go with Bruce, and he's going to do an extended little solo. The guy's earned a spot to have something on a live album. Let him do it. I don't care if the track isn't as strong as other tracks. I think it, I like the song. Might not be a fucking live kind of tune. It doesn't really fit, but. I want to hear Bruce sing live. I think it would be a great addition. So I put number nine, Bruce Kulick. Nice. Excellent. All right. So number nine for me, this is a duplicate. Um, this is, this will be the part of the show where Gene does some kind of demon oriented thing, whether it's, you know, pr- probably won't do blood, but some kind of fire thing, bass solo, whatever. And uh, it's going to go into hate from Carnival of Souls. Number nine. Yeah, that's got to get in the set list. Yep. So hate is in your set list. Song number 10 for me, Tom. We haven't put it in here yet, but, you know, we got to get the crowd going.
gold standard of Paul sex lyrics. Take it off. Yes. Oh, the live rendition of this is so good. I have the, um, the, uh, I think it's the kiss alive version with this on it too, as well. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because it's not on. Yeah, because it's not on the standard version. No, and it's yep. fucking awesome. It's the same one from Confidential. It is so good. They do a great job on it. Yep. Uh, I want to hear Paul and all of his cheesy, most outrageous Paul Stanley '80s stage banter. Talking oh, absolutely, about it off. I think yep. that'll be worth its weight in gold. I. I can't say enough about it. So my number 10 is Paul singing, take it off. You know, what's funny when you think about this song, you wonder what Paul thinks of it today. I think he'd be you embarrassed. Know, exactly. Cause he's just like, he's so proper and so trying to, you know, looking for that respect and oh, that, that, that was an embarrassing time in my life when I wrote that song and we had strippers, oh. strippers coming up on stage and tossing their panties in the air and they were waving. Salads? And they were waving them like they don't care. Oh, it's wrong. Yeah, and and didn't he, he was like in the video, he was like saying, look, one of them had a fat ass too. He was like, oh, look at these chicks. You've called them like fat. You've you mentioned this before. Go back and watch Kiss Confidential. Not a good representation of Paul. I mean, I know it was 92, 93. Uh, yikes. Misogynistic to say the least. He, he'd definitely be embarrassed about that now. Yeah, knowing how it was it fun- is. It was funny. Speaking of Paul, so we're recording on Thursday. We usually record on Wednesdays, but Thursday for the coming soon teaser, I posted a picture of uh, the band, you know, the Revenge Era band, and Paul had a shirt on that said "fuck." Yeah, and everyone was like, "Can you imagine if Paul saw that picture today? Like how embarrassed he would be by it?" Oh. Be like, "Yeah, but beneath him." Oh, absolutely. Yep. Number ten right. to you, Tom. Number ten to me. Uh, back to Paul. So we just had the demon with hate and, uh, you know, blood spitting, fire breathing, whatever. We're going to bring it back to Paul and, uh, kick it up a notch with one of our favorites. Hot in the shade, you love me to hate you. Ooh, yeah, gotta throw that in there. That's one of our all-time favorites. We had that ranked number one on our Hot in the Shade review, and then our buddy Baco fucking buried it on his kiss list. <laughs> oh, brutal. I mean, this has to be done in a time where Paul can hit this note. Exactly. Those notes. It's got to yep. be around this era, because yep. you know, 
You ain't doing There's it any certain other time. songs, yeah, it, it, it just won't work back then. Yep. Uh, it's funny you say you love me to hate you because that's my next song. So that's a duplicate. That's number eleven for me. Okay. Right after "Take It Off," you love me to hate you. Okay, uh, I think the song would work awesome live. I'd love to get it on a live album. Um, it's such a deep cut, and I, I would love to see that pop up there. So that's yep. my number eleven. Over to you. All right, so a duplicate for me. We got them flip-flopped. Um, you had Take It Off and You Love Me to Hate You. I have You Love Me to Hate You and Take It Off at number 11. So same thing there with, uh, you know, are we bringing the girls up there on stage like we did in Confidential? Or is this? Oh, uh, yeah. is, of course. During this of course. era? Yep. Of course. So it's funny you say that. So for number 12, duplicate for me. And I'm ending <clears> with <throat> my thank you, good night. With I just wanna. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, right, good. So good my trifecta at the end. Oh, imagine if we fucking got a copy of this CD. Take it off. You love me to hate you, and I just wanna. Oh, how awesome. great would that be? I yep. would fucking love it if we got those three in a row. So after I just wanna, that's the end of the set list for me. Thank you. Good night. They walk off the stage to get blowjobs underneath the fucking concert hall. So there you go. All right. Yeah. So, so my number 12, this will be the end of it for me. Uh, I'm not a fan of this song. I don't think any of us are, um, but it was a hit for them. They always play it live. So going off into the sunset before they come back on stage is God gave rock and roll to you. Here we go. Gotta play it. You just gotta find a place where you put it. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I, I I wasn't gonna end the show with it because you can't end a show with it. But I figured I'd end it going into the the true encore. Um, now they play it over the PA system when the shows when the show ends. Thank God. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, at least at least you can leave the building while it's being played now. Yeah, they're not sit there. wasting a, a, a <clears throat> song on it. Like, a, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yep. So. Of course, they go off. They get their second blowjobs. They come back. <laughs> Sometimes they're to each other. Sometimes they're with the female fans. Who knows? Oh, but God, they come back. Lights are out. And this plays. I gotta tell you 
How awesome is that? The lights go off, they come back out, and the first strumming of that acoustic for the lyrics to forever. Oh, they could yep. be so nasty. And hearing Bruce play the solo live. Oh, oh so the fucking fantastic. Yep. Forever is the first of my encores at number 13. Okay. Uh, my number 13, the first of my encores, they come out on stage. Um, this, it's a duplicate for you. So I, I we I'll get to it, but they they come out on stage and you just hear that little intro, that little picking, and then you kick into Domino. Okay, that's the first one of the encore right there. They call her Domino. Domino, <laughs> love that song. That video is ridiculous. Oh, I love it. Gene going around and Jack in the Box drinking a fucking fucking shake. <laughs> Trying like to he's fucking out combing. <laughs> yeah, he's out. He's out combing the high schools all day to get dates for fucking the big thing for UN. You know, <laughs> boogers with Gene riding in the Cadillac trying to comb the high schools. Uh, when I saw this girl coming out of school that day, ugh. I knew she had to make it to the lambda 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 party. <laughs> Not the moose. They're a bunch of pigs. Anyway Well no one picked the next song My second encore Is this song they still play today and that is hide your heart got to put it in nice. so that's my song number 14 hide your heart um it's not the biggest 
I don't think it plays well that live compared to all the other great songs they do, but it made it to my set list. So hide your yep. heart. Number 14. Okay. So a couple duplicates coming up here. So for me, we, 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 the encore, they come back on stage, they do domino, then the lights go down and then they kick into forever. Makes so sense. The, yep. That's the middle one of my trifecta encore there. So what do you yeah. close your show with? Well, I close my set list and show with everything that you said, and we've already talked about it, but this time it's not over the PA. It's just God gave rock and roll to you, and it's their way of just fucking, you know, at the time trying to come up with their anthem for that era. God gave rock and roll to you, and they finished at that, them trading off lyrics. I'm, You know, it's the only way that kind of makes sense to me to put that there. I mean, think about it this way. It's always towards the end of the concert you would think God gave. Imagine if God gave rock and roll to you, open a set list. <laughs> Dude, that's that's that that's how awkward that would be. Well, that was that's like the one time I saw Pearl Jam. I saw Pearl Jam at the at the Boston Garden. Okay. Yeah. They opened up with release off of 10. That would they opened up with that, and everybody was like. Dude, thank what? you. Good night. <laughs> exactly. It's like, how the fuck do you open a show with this? With the fucking the biggest selling album you've ever done, the closing track that everybody fucking knows. Right. It was that it was just it was so bizarre. Cause cause you hear that little strumming, everyone's like, wait, are they really opening with release? It was just it was so weird. You think but that's gonna go into once, but it goes into release. <laughs> It went into release and everyone's like, okay, this is fucking really awkward. Now everybody's amped up and you're opening up with like the most painfully slow ballad you've ever written. Yeah. It's Nirvana doing open up it's Nirvana something in the way. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like, what yep. the fuck is going on? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, kind of so, out there. How so were my, you? At- so my closer, uh, it's a duplicate here. This I'll be honest with you. This was really I couldn't really nail down a show closer here. Um, I went with this one because it it's it's you know it was a massive hit for them. I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how well it translates to a closer, but I went with it because it was a hit, and that's hide your heart. Mm-hmm. I just had a really hard time finding a really good because I didn't want to close with God gave rock and roll to you because that's kind of a ends with a little bit of a dud. But hide your heart, I'm like it's a big hit, but because because in this in this era. Unlike some of the other eras, there was really no like anthemic closer, I think, off these three albums. You know what I mean? That's why that's the only reason why I put God Gave Rock and Roll as the real final owner. Okay. And then I put I just want her like a fucking pump you up and then thank yep. you, good night. And then people are like, No way, that's the end. Right. I, I, that's how I figured it. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. Okay. Um this was the toughest. The it really was I had to make. I put two songs that I probably wouldn't put in the set list if I didn't have to. And that is little Caesar and I walk alone because I wanted my CD album to have things that they don't have. in other ones, whereas four members singing, I thought that would be fantastic. Yeah, no, I Um, I, I got you. So I had to put those in and because I put those two in, I cut stuff that I I never wanted to cut. So my honorable mentions, Silver Spoon. Mm-hmm. And then I put Slash in my head or I confess. One of those gene tracks I would have loved to heard. I don't know how they would translate to live, but I like those songs. I'd want to hear one of those. And then I also have Gene and uh Paul's the 
you know, the bigger the cushion, the better the pushing. Oh, yeah. Spit. I had nice. spit as my third uh, honorable mention. What about you? What okay. about I you? Had, <laughs> my honorable mentions, uh, you already had, you had this in your set list. That was Heart of Chrome. Yeah. Um, and then another one of our favorites off of Hot in the Shade was King of Hearts. Yeah, then, I thought about that, too. It, yep. And then another one that you, you had in your set list was the, the Bruce song, I Walk Alone. Yeah, to just add some flavor, you know, Bruce deserves some. So does Eric Carr. That's how I looked at it. And I could kill two yeah. birds with having them do that, and they could have them do their solos in those versions of those songs. Yep. No, it's true. I Walk Alone, it's not a bad song. It, it's really not. I mean, I know people, you know, people shit on Carnival of Souls in general, but I Walk Alone, it's, it's not a bad song at all. So No, no, I like it. Yeah. Um, so I look at it as one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven duplicates, Tom. Yeah, that's that's I mean, because th- there were a lot of hits in this era. I mean, off of between Hot in the Shade and Revenge, there were a lot of hits. Yeah, so let's I mean, if you really consider these things, Tom, you've yep. got to put at least forever and rise to it and hide your heart have to be in there no matter what because they're automatic singles and videos right yep so then when you go to revenge obviously unholy gets in there Uh, every time i look at you gets in there domino right off the top but then i just want to is 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 gotta be there i just want is another automatic yep take it off is huge and that was on technically an alive three and kiss confidential but yep. then you also have like a song like Heart of Chrome, so good that Jericho and those guys at Quarantine did a, uh, a copy of a version of that. You've you got, you know, some other deep cuts on that. You like Thou Shall Not. I thought Spit should have been in there. So yep. y- you have so many different options. Then when you get into, you got to have at least, I mean, it's three albums. Every album has got to have three songs, I would think. Mm-hmm. So you yep. got to put three from, from um, Carnival. And because Carnival really had no singles, that's all over the map. You can go with what you like. There's no fucking um, Heavens on Fire in the middle of Carnival to be like, oh, that's the single. Nope. And then everything else off uh, Animal Eyes, anybody can be have the, as their favorite. It, the closest, it, the, the, clo- the closest thing in terms of a quote unquote hit was songs that we picked, which was Jungle and Master and Slave. Those are like the most like hate is the other big one. Hate, but then, yeah, hate. And we, then you we, also we have that. shit. After all those years, Bruce has a song on there. Maybe you want to throw that one in there, right? So yep. if you add all that stuff in there, it adds up, buddy. It adds up a lot, and you gotta you gotta think that okay. So if I put all those, where is the room to breathe to like throw out a deep cut? You don't have much. So yeah. I, I was at 18, 19 songs, and I'm like, how the fuck? I was like, can we do 16 or 17? They're like, no, we've been doing 15. This was hard, man. This was really hard. I, so, I wish, look, look, looking at this, I, I wish that they did this with Alive 3. Because, I mean, the good thing about Alive, the, the, real, the real Alive 3 that came out with, the, with this lineup you know, they had, they had a lot of these songs on there, but then they obviously, they obviously duplicated, you know, deuce and you know rock and roll all night in detroit rock city and you know watching you and stuff like that which was great i absolutely love alive three but <laughs> it would have been nice if they stuck with that of just all all new all stuff that hadn't appeared on previous live albums i would have liked that because I, I love that lineup 
I think they were trying to get the new Kiss fans, the new yep. hair metal fans, to be like, hey, you can have an album with Rock and Roll All Night on it, too, again. Well, since yep. we're going to put Rock and Roll All Night on it, why don't we throw a couple duplicates in there? Yep. And that's what ended exactly. up happening. But for me, I think both of these albums are fine. You know, I think you cringed a little when I put Little Caesar. Um, uh, no, not really. I Walk I mean, Alone. But, you know, I, I, I'm just not a fan of Betrayed or Jungle. And other than that, your album is my album. I like it. Yeah, true. You know, yep, um, it's true. Am I going to fucking cry because Betrayed and Jungle are on there? No, but I would have other preferences. But, they're, you know, 11 of the 15 tracks are duplicates. I put Betrayed in there because I wanted Gene to have another song. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to give him fucking Boomerang or Prisoner <laughs> of Love. Or, you could have you know, put another Carnival song. Um, yeah. Loves a slap in the face. I know you never would put Cadillac Dreams. No, um, no. You know, no. The reason I, 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 but those yeah, are I mean, live tracks. Those are like fucking good, like you know, mid-tempo songs. Street Giveth or the other one there, somewhere between Heaven and Hell. That's why I thought Betrayed. It's not. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I thought maybe it would translate live because it is upbeat. It's just like you know, with the banging on that drum and it's like that chorus. You know, it's it's okay, but it's it was tough because I didn't want to throw in another revenge song, and I I was struggling to find something that would have stuck out on Carnival of Souls. I mean, I did have I Confess kind of hanging around there as an option, but um, all right. So no, th- this was tough. So what we didn't pick: Prisoner of Love. Yep. Read my body. <laughs> oh God! Did you imagine Fuck. if you put Read My Body on this? Uh, loves a slap in the face. Cadillac Dreams, King of Hearts was in your mentions. The Street Giveth, the yep. Street Take of the Way, somewhere between heaven and hell. And of course, Boomerang. Oh. Um, yeah, not very good songs there. Some of them no. are not very good. So let's get into Revenge. On okay. Revenge, we didn't take Tough Love. Spit nope. was an honorable mention. Um, Paralyzed. Paralyzed. And Car Jam. Paralyze so a good that, song. Four or three? That's three songs we didn't we didn't take. You know why Paralyzed could have fit? I, that, I love Paralyzed. Because that could have been Bruce's solo. That song starts with a solo pretty much. Yeah. So you know? if you look at that, three of the 12 songs wouldn't uh, are not on this. Yep. That's amazing. Nine songs made it somewhere on our list. Mm-hmm. That's how good that fucking album is. Um, and the other thing, you know what it just got to me, just realized, did you realize, you know, Kiss did Carnival, then they did Circus. Yeah. What's with the fucking clown shit? I know. <laughs> right? Settle I didn't down. Me, Carnival of Souls, Psycho Circus. Okay. Okay, they have Ringling Brothers. <laughs> Are they trying to get like a fucking like a sponsorship or something? What the fuck? So on Carnival Souls, we didn't take Rain. Childhood's End would never fit. I like the song, but it just wouldn't fit. No. Um, Paul's uh, Love Ballad there, I Will Be There. In my head. uh, No, I actually I had that listed as an honorable mention. It never goes away. Seduction of the Innocent. Dude, is that no. one of his wife's fucking Skinamax movies that Murph taped in, in the early late 80s, early 90s? What is that where she lets her backbone slip? <laughs> oh, now fucking she break her hip. 
my oh. hip. I've fallen and I can't get up, Gene. Let your backbone slip, Sharon. Oh. <laughs> Sharon? You're getting confused. It's Shannon. Sharon! <laughs> Ow, Gene! Get your fucking hands off me! <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> he wouldn't know what to do if fucking hot Shannon Tweed came into his eye. Oh, the fuck is this fucking twat? <laughs> Ozzy, we know if I didn't know. Anyway, uh, in the mirror is the only other one. I like it. Yeah, so those didn't make it onto any of our albums, but love this concept. Uh, we will post this up. I'll I'll try to set up the brackets so you guys can look, and when we do our poll, you can see which album you guys would like. Basically, it's like the four or five different songs that me and Tom picked. Which ones you yeah. like more, really? Um, yeah, love doing these things, bra- and, and, and then you can brace yourself for a live eight. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, god, a live eight will be coming soon with Psycho Circus, Sonic <laughs> Boom, <laughs> and Monster. Monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, well, that's gonna be a five song EP. <laughs> <laughs> This one's called Hello Hallelujah. And oh. this one's called Modern Day Delilah. Thank you, good night. <laughs> All right, love gun. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing we're doing Kiss Alive 8. All right, love gun. <laughs> we got we got nothing else to play for you guys. We're gonna go back to the classics. <laughs> oh shit. One of my oh. favorite things. <laughs> Paul Stanley, P-A-W-L, tweet yeah. fucking. What was it again? He goes, uh, oh, yeah, I told people if they bought tickets to the Kiss Cruise, they'd hit deep cuts. All right, Love Gun! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this list. Thank you guys for listening. And, Tom, when we finish this, oh, did you have any other comments before I move on? I'm sorry. No, not at all. No, Sh- share your thoughts on our list and uh, make your own. See, maybe you're uh, maybe way off and you got a whole different perspective love on that. these three albums. Excellent, yep. Tom. I forgot to mention that. We love yep. when you guys post your Kiss Alive, real Kiss Alive album of 15 songs from that era. And yep. you guys will get the privilege of watching my fucking head explode when someone goes, God of Thunder, fucking rock and roll all night and fucking deuce. Like, goddamn motherfucker. It'll be like, they'll do like half of it. They'll be like, oh, I'll put Rise to it. I'd put Unholy. I'd put fucking Love Gun and then maybe Shandy. I'm like, what motherfucker? Well, because what happens is you got people, A, that don't pay attention, and B, you got people that don't listen to the show. They see the they see the the social media post. And they're like, oh, oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna put my fucking greatest hits on here. And then, then and, 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 then like we, and then we yell at them. And then we yell at them on Twitter. And then my fucking blood pressure goes through the roof because you fuckers constantly do this shit. And it drives me nuts. But that's why we love you. So exactly. Um, moving on. Question of the week. Question of the week from our friend Wesley Beach. From the yeah. plasma, from the plasmatics, uh, who 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 knows Kiss very well and has toured with them, so he's got a good question here. Uh, he says, "Do you think the creatures lineup was the heaviest and most proficient version of the band?" 
Vinny arguably was the best songwriter other than Paul and Gene and brought a heavier sound to the band. I watched all 32 shows we did with them on the Creatures tour and on the Good Nights, I don't think there was a heavier band out there. Ooh, that's a good one. In terms um, of and you go you go first, Zeus. Go ahead. Heavy? Heavy. Yeah, that's definitely the heaviest. I would probably say that would be almost it's almost a different band. Original Kiss is its own classic rock based on some original bands like Led Zeppelin, The Who, and they have that basis and background. 82 Kiss, if you're talking with Vinny and Eric Carnett, that as a band could play with anybody, against anybody. But that's not the classic sound. It's a different sound. It's still good, if not great. Um, I would say I can't see them being heavier. Eric Singer is not going to be heavier than Eric Carr, and obviously Peter is not. Who can play that fucking crunch loud guitar? More so than Vinny? I don't think anybody could do it, probably. And absolutely, without a fucking doubt, um, Vinny's the best songwriter outside of Paul and Gene. Not even oh, close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's and, and he would have added that element. So he makes that band fantastic, having three very good songwriters. In, and I, I'm using that loosely. Three songwriters that I enjoy. I shouldn't say very good because the definition of Gene Simmons as a songwriter, you know, you can throw some of his crazy lyrics. I like Gene Simmons as a songwriter uh, and same with Paul Stanley. But I would guess that those that is the heaviest and probably musicianship wise, the best version Kiss has ever had. Um, I would even say, you know, Vinny's, you know, in my opinion, Vinny's a Probably better songwriter than Ace, but he never oh, yeah. wrote Parasite and Cold Gin and all the shit that Ace did. Yeah, if you so if you knows? look if you look at them during this lineup, if you look at that that tenth anniversary tour when Eric Carr had the tank, and oh. and they were they were like a borderline metal band, like like yeah. when Kiss did when Kiss did Revenge with with Bruce and Eric Singer, they were like a hard rock band. You know, kind of like how Metallica became like hard rock with the Black Album. This Kiss right here in this era, they, they were they were borderline metal. The way that they performed live and some of the songwriting and, like you mm-hmm. said, Vinny's Vinny's guitar and Eric's drumming, they were like literally like almost metal. And you, yeah. you never you never saw that before or after. And you go back and look at some of that stuff from that tenth anniversary tour, that tank that tank tour, I like to call it fucking off the rails they were just insane together gene Absolutely. looked like a gene looked like a fucking animal and eric was just amazing and Vinny, it was a great lineup and wesley good for you man for being part of that tour with with the with the plasmatics at that time and and being able to see them and uh we appreciate you chiming in with a question like that it, it's great and um yeah we'd love to hear more from you about that tour so who knows yeah and so thank you again for the question and then uh, we usually go, Tom, where can people find us? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we have our email address, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Um, email us questions, comments, um, you know, what you like, what you don't like, maybe show ideas, et cetera. Uh, we'll respond to them, read them on the air. Um, so please do that. The shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Uh, best place to communicate with us. We're on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter is our most interactive. Um, we've mentioned before, it's like instantaneous interaction a lot of the times. So that's the best place for us. Um, we're part of the great Pantheon podcast network and, uh, our show can be heard pretty much everywhere. Uh, we're on all the big, we're on all the big platforms, Apple, Spotify, et cetera. Uh, Zeus has mentioned recently. We're also part of Amazon music, uh, their podcast platform, um, which is, has a great interface as well. So check us out there. And uh, also our buddy Ed from Click T-Shop, Click with a K. Uh, he's the one who designed our awesome show logo. And he uh, carries awesome Shout It Out Loudcast merchandise as well as great Kiss-inspired merchandise. Follow him on social media. He's working on some new designs. He's been posting some really awesome designs on his Twitter and Facebook. Uh, that's Click T-Shop, Click with a K. Yeah. So again, we always, uh, I always like to add in Feel free to send us direct messages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we do get back to you. Uh, we like to think that we're probably the most interactive podcast you'll find out there on social media. We get, you know, we uh, we have fortunately uh, opportunities to communicate with our listeners, and we love the feedback. And we love the the back and forth that comes with it. One of the things I'd like to kind of push on you guys a little bit, and uh, that is this week, if you can, if you guys get a chance, uh, <clears throat> help the podcast out a little bit. And that is, if you could go on to iTunes, give us one of those five star <laughs> child reviews. Doesn't take much time. Put a five stars in there. If you don't want to comment, don't comment. But if you can, tell us why you're going to give us the five stars. Say, because Zeus begged us for it. I don't care. <laughs> Exactly. Tell us why you like about us. So we get these wonderful emails from all you guys, and we love them. And we go back and forth. Some of them are very heartwarming. Some of them are fantastic. Some of them crack us up. Some yep. of them, you guys share stories. A lot of them are really personal, and we can connect with you guys. They're awesome. If you can, put that on a five-star review, why you like that. You tell us that. If you can tell others, it's great. It's really helpful to us. It moves us up the food chain. And then when we have a couple of the surprises that will be coming soon to you guys, real soon, you'll wonder why. And that is because we move up the food chain with that stuff. Right now, we're we're at a place where we are much, uh, much more, uh, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, much more uh, popular than we, I guess, when we ever imagined. Yep, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, uh, you know, when we started <clears throat> this, we thought we would have a few hundred followers and a few hundred listeners. We're way beyond that. Um, it's getting sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. Uh, someone <laughs> we laughed about it. Somebody, uh, the I love it louder guy. It sent to us, oh, yeah, you know, if you guys could do more, I'd sponsor. I'm like, and I joke, like, buddy, you can't afford my hourly rate as an attorney for me to put the work in. But what ends up happening is we do this because this is fun. Mm -hmm. And because it's fun, we want to do this, but we want to do it right. So every episode, me and Tom are already prepared. We already start. We have ideas for a few weeks out. We have our guests kind of that we're talking to. We prepare this in advance. We try to figure out ideas. You got a song lyric? Yes, I do. Here's this. Okay, I'm picking from this. We have a spreadsheet that knows which songs we've each picked. We have a guest uh, list that people that we want to get. We have a list of when we did our last Real Kiss Alive, when we're going to put it on the on, on the timesheet for you guys. Um, we go through this stuff because we we can't, even when we do album reviews, concert reviews, we look at the stuff. We review it. 
several times over because this stuff is, you know, lasts forever, or at least until we delete it. We don't want to do a half-assed job for you people. We don't. We put the time and the work and, and the effort in, not just to, you know, obviously to please you guys, but because we want to stand by our product and what we're putting out there and what we're talking about. We do it with our own ridiculous sense of humor, but we also want to know that we know a little bit about what we're talking about. And that requires some work and we're doing it and it's, and it's fun, but you know, it, it does take a little bit of a toll on time and stuff and family commitments and things like that. Um, however, we think it's worth it because we still want to give you the best product we can. And I still would say, you know, we've had some growing pains along the way, Tom, there were times where our microphones sucked. There are times the music we put in weren't, wasn't as good. There are times we didn't have any clips. There are times we've had too many clips. We're finding the medium and we're happy to improve, to, you know, change things and get to the point where we want. But I hate to fucking pat myself on the back here, buddy, but I'm sorry. I will put our podcast, Kiss Podcast, up there against anyone's and say we're just as entertaining as anybody. We're not the fucking, you know, encyclopedia podcast like some, and we're not just the ridiculously only just jokes either. I think we're the happy medium, but I would put us up against anybody and feel confident in saying that. And I would also put us up there probably right now in popularity. Now we're not the top, but we're getting there, my friends. And it's thanks to you. And, uh, you know, you guys are helping us get to that spot. And we, I want to thank you. And I went on this fucking 10 minute diatribe. So I apologize, Tom, I'll hand it over to you. No, you're, you're right. And it, it, it all comes down to, we want to make a product that we're proud of too, but we also understand that your time is valuable. And if you're going to take the time out of your day, whether it's at home or your, com- your commute to work, or if you're going for a jog or a, whatever you're doing, we want you to spend your time and be entertained. And because I, I listen to a ton of podcasts, I subscribe to a ton of podcasts and very few make the cut because I listen to them and be like, these things just aren't well produced the, the hosts don't know what they're talking about. You know, they're, they're stuttering over themselves. They don't have a handle of what they're, you could tell they didn't prepare, you know, that there's, and, 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 you know, they've wasted my time. And we don't want to waste your time and we don't want to waste our time. So, you know, Zeus and I are the kind of people where we have a work ethic that, you know, we like to think comes through on the show. Um, You know, forgive us for for kind of patting ourselves on the back a little bit, but we're doing this under the guise of thanking you for being a part of this because it makes us feel good that our product is entertaining you guys in, in keeping the show going and growing. Yeah, you challenge us. Your commitment, your comments, your interaction with us. We can't put on a half-ass show. You guys tell us how fucking much, how great we've been doing, or what you guys like, or what you don't like. How the hell can we half-ass a show to you? Um, I've got a feeling you would tell us if that was like, that fucking sucked. Oh, that's awful. Oh, that guest stunk. Or you guys didn't do, what the hell are you doing this week? You guys would tell us. So, you know, we're going to try to continue on that trend. And I, you know, I'm one of the things that helps along the way. And I've learned this in running my own business now for what, 19, 20 years. I'm almost on 20 years that you're not going to get something unless you ask for something. Mm -hmm. And so we're asking you if you could, 
when you get a chance, go on to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Go on to Stitcher. Go on to Amazon Music. Go on to Spotify. Go on to podchaser.com. Give us those five-star reviews. It helps. We appreciate it. And then feel free to pat yourself on the back and say, hey, I just gave you a review and and let us know. We'll certainly give the shout out. We'll certainly, you know, appreciate it. And, uh, and thank you. So other than that, let's move back and to uh, continue the show. Oh, guess what? We're at the end. So Tom, uh, famous last words, famous last words in a city where the buildings rise. I was just another face. But Mama told me when somebody dies, no one else can take your place. Oh! <laughs> Resting fart who smelled it face. Ah. Uh, every time I see a sign, tell me what's the bottom line? I just want a place to rest my resting farting face, <laughs> count to four, and catch my breath. One, two, three, four. How can you not love Carnival of Souls? What's the matter with you? All right. All right. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. We love you, brothers. Zeus, thank you, guys. Thank you, and thanks for listening to us uh give a little bit of a, a rant and a plead for you guys. And thank you as always uh, for being a part of the show without you. There is no show. Thank you. Sh- uh- <laughs> <laughs> cha, cha, cha. <laughs> sure. It is. Um, peace out. Girl scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Pitts, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.